This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the Packet8.net toll-free line for you as we launch into hour number one of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com where all the features are totally free. Once again, that num- uh, that uh, website is freetalklive.com. Of course, the big news of the day is the school shooting at Virginia Tech. We'll comment on that here in a few moments. Uh, but first, to the phones and to Matt in Illinois on the amplifier line. Hey, Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, guys. How are you guys doing? Great. What's on your mind? Um, last week, you read something somebody wrote um, where they said something about 99% of the people didn't think that we were represented in Congress. Yeah, well, I guess they said that they, uh, yeah, they didn't feel like they had a, a representative in Congress, correct? Uh, and tomorrow we're paying taxes. I'm not. Everybody I don't know about you. Pay- <laughs> I've already actually filed mine. But gotcha. I had a- um, and the, the point is, if people think that we're not being represented and we're paying taxes, I believe like a couple hundred years ago we had this revolution thing because we were being taxed without representation. That's well, they'll claim they represent you. They'll well, claim it. They can claim what they want, but if people don't feel that they're being represented, well, they'll say that you voted for me. You must. You I must. I must be your representative. You came out and voted. for I me. I never voted for them. I never voted for any of my representatives. Hmm. And I, not to mention that I would say the vast majority of people vote against the lesser. Uh, you know, vote for the lesser evil, um, not for. Uh, you know somebody that they believe in there's very few you know uh straw hat wearing flag waving uh supporters of any given uh guy i mean in the in the primary sure but when you're talking about you know uh the the regular say presidential election no not so much matt right and so you know where where's the spirit that was it's, I don't have that spirit anymore. No. Yeah, that's really been, just been sucked right out of the American population, the revolutionary spirit, that uh, live, free, or die mentality. But then again, you you have to ask yourself, was that spirit ever there in the first place? Did most Americans have that spirit, or do we just attribute it to most Americans because we would like to, in our fanciful minds, to believe that that was the case? When in fact, when you look at the numbers from back in revolutionary times, it wasn't even close to a majority of people that would have counted as the revolutionaries. And revolutionary times, um, people were, you know, you know, they were raised, uh, you know, on their farms in uh, for the most part, um, seeing that you know, dad worked very hard for his money, and and they didn't have all this, uh, you know, government intervention in their lives. They weren't educated by the state. Things were um, a lot different then, and you know, people. I, I'm afraid we've been dumbed down largely, or at least uh, uh, pacified. I agree. I agree with all that, and you know, there, I think that there needs to be a, a re-education of people. You need to you need to teach them different. It's a, it's a tricky um, process, and it's a huge task. But nonetheless, I do absolutely agree with you. And uh, any final thoughts for us, Matt? Well, uh, about this school shooting thing. Yes, sir. My feeling is is that if people were allowed to carry guns, a lot less people probably would have died today. Oh, well, there you go. I don't. I guess we don't have to comment now. Thank you for the call. <laughs> Appreciate it. You pretty much uh, sum, summed up exactly what it was that I was going to say about this. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, do we really need to get out all the 
the details no, about I, the I don't think we shooting? do. I think every, I think um, you know, largely people know what what's going on. I can't imagine Americans have missed this. It's like almost like commenting on 9/11. Um right. 33 people last count um, you know, were confirmed dead. 33? ABC News reporting 26 or actually 32 rather. Um, anyway, there are over 30 people that have been mm-hmm. killed. And they have uh, they've revealed at this point that the gunman has uh, not been identified because he shot himself in the head, allegedly. Well, you know, I would like to say that uh, I, I've heard accounts. Uh, the guy can't, comes in the room. He killed everybody with handguns. That's right. Two uh, allegedly nine millimeter handguns. So, I mean, he didn't even have I, I, maybe he had one of these little submachine um, automatic pistols, but I can't imagine that. They were called semi-automatic handguns. Yeah, I would imagine we're, we're just talking about a Glock or something yeah. here, so, something like that. Um, and of course, the cries are already going out um, that because nine millimeters can hold more ammo than like a 45 can, mm-hmm. that this is a problem and we oh, need yeah. to restrict the amount of ammo in the clips and blah, 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 blah. Well, um, you know, these... Uh, these nine millimeters that were used, I mean, these are just standard handguns. This guy ca- who came in here and shot with military precision. I'm wondering if what we're dealing with here is a former or current police officer or army guy. I mean, just really, gone off the deep end. Yeah, but but you see, the point is, these are the people that they want that gun control advocates want to have guns. Well, the conspiracy types are already opining that this is like some sort of military black op that uh, you know the government has somebody actually went in here to do this for the specific purpose of giving the the police state an extra reason to crack down. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't think too many Americans would. Uh, I don't know if give their had... lives for that, but okay. Right. I don't know if you need that much training to. Uh, I mean, you and, can and just go to the gun range for a little bit and, and understand how you a gun fires. Have, you wouldn't have to uh, make some black op for this. Somebody's going to do it sooner or later. But the point that I'm making is um, there's always going to be guns, and gun, gun control advocates don't propose that we get rid of the guns for the police and the military. They propose they get them out of the hands of civilians. Mm-hmm. It seems to me likely that this person that we're talking about is likely police or military trained. This is the, these, are the, these are the watchers. I, I, I suspect that that's what we're dealing that's with. That's an here. interesting prediction, and we'll see how it folds out here uh, as the days go on. Let's and go uh, to the phones, though. I want to go to the phones. Take your calls on this, because, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to commentary. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Let's go to Nick in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, guys. Hey, Nick. Hey. What's on your mind? Um, well, I was actually going to bring up the uh, the Virginia Tech shooting. Yes, you were. Um, What's on your mind? Go ahead. Well, uh, you guys are actually the first people I've heard mention guns uh, extensively in the media so far, actually. Um, the commentary on CNN has been kept away from that pr- pretty well. Well, uh, maybe now- the news reporting has kept away from it at this point, but uh, I'm looking at ABC News right now online, and right there, front page uh, under the, on the website is, question, is shooting grounds for gun control? And uh, the uh, and the results are at this point sixty six thirty three for um, let's control guns. I thought it was the other way around. Mm-mm. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I didn't look close enough at that. But um, so you you got to give them time. They're going to report first and foremost on the actual event, and then tomorrow you're going to start seeing the opinion people coming on. The talking heads are going to come on, and they're going to start crowing for gun control. Well, Jack Thompson's already come out and blamed the shooting on video video games. games? Yeah. Yeah, they're blaming it on a lot of things. Um, actually, well, with the media giving it so much attention, as horrible as the shooting was, I'd like to say that um, school violence is actually down, no matter what. The, I mean, they they do usually throw school that killings. Well, yeah, school killings or school violence? Because I believe violence is down, but I believe killings are up. Because yeah, I don't think this stuff was no happening. Fatalities in school are down. 
They've huh. come down pretty consistently over the last few decades. Yeah, but mass killings are up. I mean, this has mass never happened killings, before. Well, mass killings are up, but the number of people killed in U.S. schools annually every year has been pretty consistently going down. Well, Fair enough. All I can say is... You can is expect that people will be ignoring that, that statistic. If, everybody in, um, if, if half the people in that Virginia Tech class, if 25% of the people in that Virginia Tech class room had had a gun on their hip or um, you know stowed away on their person, this guy wouldn't have killed 33 people. Well, that's true. I mean, um, at Keene High School, I knew of at least three people who kept guns in the parking lot anyway. Really? Yeah. Illegally? Because that doesn't sound too um, so-called legal. Um. Prior, prior to Columbine, it was actually, um, I'm not sure what the specific rule was, mm-hmm. um, but it, it was acceptable during hunting season or something if you had a rifle in your vehicle. I see. Um, that was acceptable. After that, they cracked down. So I imagine there were a lot more than the three people I knew about, um, but it, you didn't, it wasn't something you talked about too much unless you were talking with someone else who also kept a gun in their vehicle usually. You know, as a result of all of these gun control rules and regulations that are in place, schools are honestly some of the more uh, dangerous places to be because of things like this. Because you're forced to be disarmed if uh, some madman comes on campus, even if you are someone who has training with a weapon, you're helpless. Right. Um, And, you know, well, statistically, I'm not sure that that's true. I'm I'm pretty sure the home remains the the most dangerous place. Um, You're talking about accidents. You're talking about accidents. Only accidents happen in the home. It's very unlikely that someone's going to kick in your door and start shooting you. Oh, no, it's likely that that someone will use your own gun against you or their gun in your home. No, that's not what I'm talking about. The vast majority of murders are usually um, family members killing each other. Right, that's what I mean. Well, yes, that much is true. Um, So be nice to your family. Thanks Mm -hmm. for the call, Nick. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. More on the shooting and your calls about anything. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up what you want, toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the packet 8.net toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there, completely free, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens and dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo. And we put them up on the Shrine, because we appreciate our lady listeners here on Free Talk Live. Once again, to get to the Shrine, you go to shrine.freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to attend leadership and activist training seminars, hear and discuss the progress and the future of the Free State Project, and you can carry your weapons openly. Mm-hmm. Because in New Hampshire, there is such a thing as open carry. You Actually, it's very strange. You actually have to get a permit, or they want you to. I wouldn't if I were you. But legally... You have to get a permit to um, carry a weapon concealed. But if you're going to carry it on your hip or if it, you know your leg or wherever, as long as it's out in the open, no permit is required. So I can tell you that Porkfest, where there are going to be hundreds of people in attendance, families, individuals, couples going to be attending, I don't know if there's going to be a safer place in New Hampshire than that particular week. I'd say there's a good chance of that. Uh, because no, if if there were to be a madman who wanted to all of a sudden start opening fire at Porkfest, what do you think would happen? I think <laughs> I think that the uh, the porcupines in attendance would take him out quickly. No, he'd probably get somebody. Like, oh, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure. Get, he'd have the element of surprise. 
but it wouldn't take long before anybody around drew down and shot that sucker to the dirt. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can tell you that I've been to many events and just been around town and uh, restaurants and that kind of thing and been with and around people that are open carrying. I'm sure there's Doesn't plenty it of people. scare you? No, it, you it really frightened? doesn't. Most of the time I don't even notice it until I'm like, oh, well, he's got a gun. Hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, average people are just not going to shoot somebody. Yeah. And uh, if they have their weapons, when something happens, like they uh, like did this morning at Virginia Tech, then they are more likely than average to do something about it. Because they know that their friends are in trouble. And they themselves may be in trouble. And they might just want to help them out. By the way, you can register for Porkfest at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. I mean, I'm looking online at these uh, at ABC News at these pictures of the kids in Virginia Tech just huddling in, in the classrooms. They're all just on the floor, what, sitting down. What are they going to do? Right. They don't have a gun. Right. And it's against, um, you know, as, as you know, um, as we've done the show prep here, um, it's against the law for them to carry. Uh, concealed, it doesn't matter whether, whether they have a permit or not, it, it's against the law for them to have a gun on right. Virginia Tech's campus. And most kids, um, like most people, are so good, so-called good law-abiding citizens. So mm-hmm. even if they have guns and want to carry them, they're going to do what they consider the right thing and obey the law. And as a result of people obeying that law, 30-something people are now dead at Virginia Tech. Because if people had disobeyed that law and actually had their weapons with right. them, this could have been stopped. Of course, they'd been brought up on charges after the fact. Because that's just how the system operates. We've got to punish. Yes, we know you saved uh, countless numbers of people's lives. Can you imagine if, uh, like, you know, some kid was on campus, happened to have his his handgun with him, saw this massacre starting up. The guy had only gotten through five people at that point, and blink, took out the shooter. Now, so, I don't like my chances with uh, one guy going, um, trying to take out the the shooter. But if uh, three guys in that room had guns, you can be darn sure that shooter wouldn't have gotten through. Certainly not. Five, seven people. Right. But then after the fact, they're going to find out that you were the person that shot the shooter. And you might be hailed as a hero, but we've got to enforce the law. And we're going to charge you with possessing least, a gun on a college campus. That's a felony. You and you're going serious, to jail, buddy. you serious talking to, at the very, very least. Oh, I, I have a feeling they would, you know, they'd punish you. Maybe. They might go the lighter end of the sentencing. But, I, don't think, uh, I don't think so. But they okay. like, you just haven't dumb. seen. They have made examples out of people like this, Mark. They have made examples out of people in the past who have uh, who have saved lives, who have violated the law, just to show everybody that they're serious about the law. You don't want you don't want the little people starting to think they can you know get away with breaking that law, Mark. So they will enforce it. Let's go to the phones and talk to CJ on the amplifier line. CJ, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi guys, how are you tonight? Hey, Good. doing well. What's on your mind? Well, um. I was going through the forums, and somebody had posted an article from January 31st, 2006 that was interesting, kind of related to this, mm. titled, Gun Bill Gets Shot Down by Panel. Mm-hmm. And it was a law that would have allowed students to actually carry guns uh, at Virginia Tech. If they had a concealed uh, weapons permit, is that correct? Correct. Okay. Um, and, uh, of course, Virginia Tech's spokesman you know, came out against it and was all glad that it got defeated. And right. And, uh, you know, the, uh, stu- the board said it, it, it approved, and I quote, approved the violence prevention policy reiterating its ban on students or employees carrying handguns of visitors from bringing them onto campus facilities. It talks about because they wanted pe- t- 
to help parents, students, and faculty and visitors feel safe on our campus. <laughs> yeah, look and, what they've uh, done. Look yeah. what happened as a result. I, I just, I and just by the way, that didn't even make it out of committee. That didn't even yeah, make it out of committee. I didn't know. even have a chance. No, they, you know, it seems, I don't know why it is uh, counterintuitive to the American people, but somehow it's gotten that way. There's been just enough yeah. um, disinformation out there. It's doublespeak. That, it really is. I mean, it's just, you know, we want you to feel safe, so we're going to take that which makes you safe away from you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you should uh, rely on the police to keep you safe. They're going to, yeah. they really did a great job here, didn't they? Yeah. Just, One uh, of the things that, that just, um, I don't know. I just I, it frustrates me so much because this really could have been prevented. This didn't need to happen, and you know, there's I guess what thirty one dead now. Yeah, over thirty people, uh, at, at least thirty one confirmed, perhaps even more at this point. If if I was the parent of one of these kids, I don't know. I might you know I I don't know what I would do. I might be will you know try to sue the school. You know you. My well, well, the school's just following the law. It was the legislature, right? Well. If, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, you, that's what's so sad about this. There's no recourse here. You know, yeah, this that's guy's a good point. Dead. The people that set up the situation yeah. allowed this happen. This doesn't. This happens at post offices and schools. This doesn't happen at. at you know, you don't have this happening at um, gun shows and at yep. motorcycle rallies. Right. You have this happening at places where people can't defend themselves, and there's just no way to. There's no recourse for it. Well observed, CJ, and thank you for the call. 800-259-9231 to Mark in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, uh, what's going on, guys? Hey, we're, well, talk about the gun thing. What's on your mind? Right, um, same thing. I'm watching it in the news all day and stuff, and it's tragic and all. But uh, it doesn't seem, um, you know, everyone looks at it like a, uh, oh, you know, it's kind of like the war on terror issue, you know. They get nervous, scared, oh, let's give up our rights all of a sudden or whatever, but a couple of things I think constitutionalists and libertarians can put in this argument that uh, it seems like a void in the free market that, hey, this school should contract out with a private security company, you know? Yeah, okay. If if you have a private security company on your campus, does that not violate the law that specif- specifies that uh, people cannot carry weapons on school campuses? Well, they got their own campus security, right? Yeah, but those campus security are usually cops. Campus security is usually like state, like state police. Like here, and um, I went to IU here in Indiana, and the cops down there they don't go through the same like so-called government certified training that like city, county, state cops do. I don't know. Perhaps it perhaps it differs from campus to campus, but the campus cops that I'm familiar with are actual police officers. They just have their own little campus division. It's like their own uh, department, basically. Because in campus police, right? The ones I know here are Joe. I mean, I was in the Marine Corps for years, and a lot of the guys I knew that they stayed in for a while. They got more experience. Hang on a second, Mark. We'll come back with you. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. That's, again, toll-free for you. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features completely free. That does include archives and entire year's worth of the show right there, front page of the site for your downloaded convenience. You just go and get them. They're free at freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. 
Visit rlc.org and click join us today. That's rlc.org. We'll find liberty together. All right, so we're talking about this uh, tragic occurrence today in in, uh, Virginia. The Virginia Tech College had uh, over 30 people shot and killed this morning by a gunman carrying allegedly two 9mm pistols. And uh, very effective, obviously, with them. We've yet to actually find out who the gunman is. He shot himself in the head, and I guess that's making it a little bit difficult uh, for the police to identify him. I can't say I feel too bad about that part. So, uh, of course, the the point, the pro-liberty point that needs to be made on this, and of course will make, but I doubt very many other people will be making in the media, is that it is the gun control legislation and all of the gun laws that we have in this country that that led to this occurrence. It absolutely is. It is a result of gun control and all of these regulations that the, as many people died as they did. Were, were people actually allowed to carry the weapons that they own on their person without restriction, this guy could have been cut down right after the first few shots were fired. And let's go back to Mark in Indianapolis. You're back on Free Talk Live. Now, Mark, you were talking about how you were thinking that maybe the school should have hired some private security in order to uh, to be more uh, Johnny on the spot with this. But, you know, schools already have security. They already feel like they, uh, they're they secure. They, they're following the law. They don't allow guns on campus, and they already have police on campus. What exactly were, was it that you were looking for? Well, um, I, I know the, the police at most universities are a joke. I don't know. I think... See, they got, like, Indiana here, they have the, um, you know, the Indiana Law Enforcement Academy, which trains uh, state troopers, county, um, local town, municipality, that kind of thing. Then they got the, um, like, the uh, the IU, uh, for example, uh, training academy, and it's not, I guess, as professional or whatever as a state one, but it's still, I think, somewhat government, you know, certified. They probably got to go through all these permits and everything, but... I know um, some of the friends I had in the Marine Corps, they uh, stayed in after I got out after four years, and they got a lot more training, and they got hired by some of these, uh, the PMCs that are over in Iraq and stuff. The private um, the companies? Military, like Blackwater? Yeah, private military companies. Yeah, yeah Dyncourt, uh, Triple Canopy, some of those, and they're getting paid a ton, but uh, yeah, they're they're not even comparable um, as, far, as far as training with these guys. I mean, they're so much better. And also... Um, I think uh, the whole firearms issue kind of has a bad stereotype. Most people, like college-age students, tend to think, well, you know, most people with firearms tend to be uh, military personnel, hunters, uh, rednecks, that kind of thing. And it's it's so wrong. I mean, I know girls, and I'm like, you know, like I, I caught up last week uh, about an issue. I was like, crime's getting to be bad here in India. And I'm like, well, I told some female friends of mine, I'm like, look, don't be afraid of them. I'm like... You know, it's all about education and training. It's, sure. The gun can be your best friend, you know? Uh, yeah, especially if it saves your life or it's, prevents a rape. Yeah, exactly. It's just a tool. Now, I agree with you that most college kids probably have that sort of uh, liberal, big government mindset. Uh, it's not even fair to call that liberal because conservatives are big government th- too these days. But anyway, they have that big government yeah. mindset or government will take care of me mindset. But to be fair, there are still certainly people on college campuses that think the way that we do that have guns and would not mind carrying them. And those people should absolutely be free to. But I see where you're coming from. I don't know if private security is necessarily going to be that much of a step above. It would certainly be better than the cops, but the, it's not as decentralized as having each individual being able to choose for themselves whether or not they carry. Mark, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231 is the packet 8.net toll free line. To to an email from Norbert in Chicago. 
Hey, guys, great show. Keep up the good work. I was working when I heard about the Virginia Tech shooting. It truly is a great tragedy, and my condolences go out to everyone affected. Some people at work started discussing loudly how complete removal of the Second Amendment and the destruction of all weapons would have prevented this tragedy. Yeah, of course. I mean, as though you're going to... Goodbye, weapons! I suppose that if you manage to actually manage to eradicate all the weapons off the face of the earth... Double, double, toil and trouble, (laughs) I sentence you all to go to dust. (laughs) It's uh, y- they're gone now, aren't they? But they're not. Oh. That's the thing is, you're never going to get uh, all the guns oh, out of people's hands. It's not spells. You've got to write it down on paper. That's See, what we're missing, Mark. What, all we have to do is just eliminate the Second Amendment, write it down on a piece of paper, and have 535 people sign it, and then have the president sign it, and then poof, up in a, a, a flash of smoke, they'll all just disappear. They'll melt. They'll melt into the earth, won't they? No. Um, the problem is, is that oh, okay, okay, they passed okay. a law that eliminated guns on Virginia Tech's campus. They elim- they passed the law that eliminated guns on Virginia Tech's right. campus. There should have never been a single incident of gun violence there if that same sort of stupid, asinine logic worked. Oh, but the, the they, problem their was- laws don't eliminate guns at all. Is all they allow is the guy who has the evil intent. To come on with you know, I know where they went wrong. I know where they went, went wrong. We need to create incentives for these big bad gun people to come in and turn in their weapons. So let's offer them, uh, let's offer them some free ice cream and uh, a free pair of shoes. You know what? Let's throw in a few hundred bucks because they just want money, don't they? Let's make it so everybody can just turn in their weapons and we'll melt them all down. They'll all come and turn so them in. So then the they? people with the mo- the weapons that are left can go out and use them to get far, far more than you ice cream, shoes, come? and uh, a couple hundred bucks. Wait they can minute. go out and rob us all blind. But wait, you mean they won't all come and turn no, in their weapons? No, it's nonsense. Hmm. You're never going to pass a law what and get rid of all the guns. What can we write on a guns? piece of paper that will actually get rid of all the guns? You right. I wish all the guns would go away a hundred times, and you'll have just as much luck. Can you believe these idiots? I mean, this is what they think. They do. They it's really nonsense. think that 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 their silly little laws, that their rules on paper, are going to have any effect over what those who are really motivated to kill and harm others are going to do. Of course, the laws will be followed by the good little citizens. The good little citizens will go and hand over their guns, and they'll get their free drink coupons, and they'll get their little, you know, hand o- turn over your gun package that they give out mm-hmm. to those people. And, they and the gangs will keep their guns. Most of the time, they're just going to get rid of the crappiest guns that are around that are right. worth ice cream, shoes, and a couple hundred yeah. bucks. Well, not only are the gangs going to um, not turn in their guns, the criminals are not going to turn in their guns, and there are also going to be a large amount of uh, law-abiding citizens that are going to make the decision, perhaps for the first time in their lives, yeah, most people speed, but you know, make a pretty big decision to disobey an existing law. Because there are a lot of people that own guns, probably some of them listening to this radio show right now, that if there were a law to be passed that were to ban guns entirely, mm-hmm. to mandate that everyone turn in weapons, people would be digging up their backyards yep. to, to bury their weapons. And pry- that would turn them into criminals, Mark. You've seen the bumper stickers. You can have it when you pry it out of my cold, dead fingers. So our emailer, Norbert, says, Bullocks! Removal of personal weapons would have most likely led to an even larger tragedy. Without weapons, he probably would have resulted to the to whatever means available, and that would most likely be a bomb, presuming he, for some reason, couldn't get the gun. Anytime you are dealing with explosives, the potential for destruction and death is much greater than, than what can be inflicted by simple cartridge weapons. In fact, I believe that if Virginia had no limiting gun laws and provided open and concealed carry, the death toll would have been minuscule. 
Putting it in blunt terms, after the first person would have been shot, the rest of the students would have taken out their weapons and shot the perpetrator dead. Maybe a couple of people would be dead in that case. Like any other time weapons are limited, criminals have no problems getting them, and the innocent people have nothing to defend themselves with. Instead, they were in those classrooms being executed like sheep. And that's pretty much what they are. Fortunately, Americans, being the way they are, will advocate for more laws and control and maybe an officer at each classroom door, completing the illusion of safety and security instead of taking the problem head-on and taking responsibility for their lives into their own hands. There will never be complete safety, even if every person was put into a nice little 4 by 4 padded box, because then someone has to oversee the boxes, which inevitably will lead to abuse. Instead, people should take their safety into their own hands, and no law should be passed limiting the way a person can defend himself. That's the only way to guarantee personal safety for yourself and others. And by the way, Mark, you cited an incorrect statistic at the top of the show. You said ABC's poll was showing that most people want more gun control. Their, their very unscientific poll is showing that most people, significant majority, does not want additional gun control. Right, I misread it. So that's some good news, but I don't think the politicians are going to care much. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You can bring up whatever you want toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet, 8.net, toll free line, 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features, we give them away. Though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier, as over 365 of our listeners have decided to do, for as little as 3 bucks a month. Now remember, all the features on the site are free, so it's above and beyond all that. It's, if you like Free Talk Live, you want to help spread the message of freedom and liberty in these times of uh, tyranny then you really should get behind the show for 3 bucks a month. We'll take it uh, via PayPal. Uh, we'll do it via automatic credit card deduction as well. And there's some alternative ways um, that, that uh, will separate you from your cash. But I'm telling you, it's a good thing. I mean, 300, 365 people think so, at least. They're, they consider it, a, in, in some ways, an investment in the future of Free Talk Live. Because what we're doing with the money is we take it in and we turn it around into advertising the show. We promote Free Talk Live to more radio stations, to get on more stations, uh, to get on more people's internet connections, and essentially get the message of liberty out there as far and as wide as possible. Yeah, you get some perks. You get access to the amplifier-only call-in lines, forum, and chat room. And there's more. Details at amp.freetalklive.com. We'd love to have you on board. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Thank goodness, though, there, there are still at least some avid defenders of guns out there in America, because you can... Better believe they're going to be un- under attack by the gun-controlling zealots. You just give them, um, I would say tomorrow you'll start to see the talking heads on television blabbing about how this is all because, of, they've already mentioned it on ABC News, it's all because of the assault weapons ban that ended a couple years ago that made it so you could buy high-capacity uh, high capacity magazines. That's why this happened. Well, I, I understand. It's, it's an easy route to go for them um they're you know they're uneducated on these uh, subjects they probably haven't even heard some of the arguments we've made um regarding uh guns making people more safe not less uh, oh, i'm sure they've heard the arguments and subsequently ignored them well i i don't know they're just uh you know they they have to come up with answers to the problem and you don't uh, think the brady campaign the brady organization has heard those arguments before i'm sure they have yeah they've certainly heard them and rejected them because they have an agenda, and that agenda is this fantastic a world. A police state? 
this fantastic world where uh, no one can carry firearms except for the police and the military. A world where if there's someone breaking into your home, someone uh, walking on your school campus, threatening people's lives with firearms, that you should just cower in a corner and call 911 and wait for mommy government to show up to straighten it out. That's the world these people want for you. Is that what you want? If you're one of those people, I want to hear from you at 800-259-9231. I know it's unlikely that you'll actually call in. But nonetheless, 800-259-9231, 33 people are dead. Two 9mm handguns allegedly uh, were the weapons used. Still trying to identify the killer. And uh, the president says schools should be places of safety and sanctuary and learning. When that sanctuary is violated, the impact is felt in every American classroom and every American community. Well, that's nice. (laughs) Thanks for the shoulds. Law enforcement officials told ABC News uh, that uh, they might have been, the killer might have been wearing a bulletproof vest and that he killed himself after opening fire on his victims. It's unknown if he had standard or extended clips. Does it matter? Look, if you've got extended clips or if you've got standard clips, then all you have to do is carry a couple more in your pockets. Clips or guns. I, I would imagine right. if he intended to go in and, and uh, wreak this kind of havoc that he had several guns on him. He who had would, at least two. Who would want to switch guns? Um, so I would I would think that uh, it's, it's likely that he had another couple in his belt holster, belt um, shoved in his belt. No identification was found on the gunman's body. Asian male, about six feet tall, apparently mm. shot himself in the head after the killings. Part of his face was missing. When his body was found. Now, your prediction, Mark, is that this guy's got some military training. That's, I can't see how he would. police training. I don't know about that. And uh, he, I guess he sure hit a lot of targets. They couldn't have been all sitting still. Target number 30 was running. Yeah, I would think so. But then again, it's, you know, it's probably close quarters as well. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. I, I certainly don't know, but... We'll find out all in good time here. And uh, unfortunately, in the meantime, American schools will continue to be uh, easy targets. Anywhere where there's a gun-free zone is essentially a kill zone. And if there are... if It's the, interesting that um, Virginia Tech is the only uh, college in Virginia where it's illegal to carry uh, concealed weapons if you have a concealed weapon per, weapons That's the permit. only one? That's, that's what the law was focused on, Virginia Tech specifically. Really? And um, it's my understanding that uh, the rest of them, you know, I'm not in Virginia. I don't know these things firsthand. But the, I thought the, I'm sorry. I thought that law was to, and I've got the link to it. I had the link to it. <laughs> I just uh, erased it myself. I, I, as I understood it, that was a law to allow students on school campuses, college campuses mm. in the state of Virginia to carry weapons. I understand why you would think that, but it's my understanding that it's Virginia Tech. Okay. Um, it's interesting that the the killer picked that particular school. Now, I suspect that what you're dealing with is somebody who was upset about something and uh, therefore was trying to even some score or another, and he would have to have done it at Virginia Tech because if he went to another school, it would have evened the score. It would have just been insanity. But, um, you know, it, be that as it may, that's the school that has the law. That's where it happened. Yep. I think we're going to see some, you know, I think we're going to see some very interesting um, responses here from this because this is the biggest school shooting of all time in America's history there's no no one's ever no one has ever killed this many people on a school campus in one fell swoop no. like this before and so as a result of this being the biggest it's going to overshadow columbine it's going to overshadow everything else that's happened in the past and there are going to be a lot of people paying attention to this including the legislators and they're not going to really care 
I don't think they're going to care too much about an unscientific ABC News poll. They're going to care about scoring political points. And you score political points and you look tough when you talk about controlling guns. When you get up uh, behind a podium and you start blabbing about how, well, this could have been prevented if we just had more gun control legislation. Well, it's because of the uh, extended clips that people can buy now that the assault weapons ban has uh, has expired. Then, you know, that they're going to score some political points by doing that. Will we see new sweeping gun control legislation as a result? It's certainly possible. The Democrats control the House and the Senate, don't they? It happened after the Reagan uh, shooting. Right, and George Bush might feel pressure uh, politically to, you know, sign something like this. I know generally that this particular administration has been sort of in favor of handgun ownership, but, you know, there are still 20,000 gun laws on the books at the federal level that were passed by both Republicans and Democrats. So it wouldn't be unheard of for the Republicans to, you know, step across the aisle, so to speak, on this issue in solidarity with their Democratic brethren and pass more gun control legislation, it could happen. So we're going to see more politicians stumping for their legislation. There was one uh, piece of legislation earlier this year that we mentioned by, I think it was Carolyn McCarthy was her name, who really was going to really crank up the heat on uh, gun owners and uh, gun distributors and pass essentially more restrictive legislation than we've ever seen in this country. And that was before this particular shooting. You can bet she's going to be renewed uh, with more vigor promoting her legislation after this. Is, um, the more often something like this happens, you know, it seems like just the closer we get. You know, I, at this point, there's so few concealed weapons out there to save people. People don't even get the example. All they, get, they see is instances where people get mowed down by some nutty gunman, and uh, the only way they can figure out to stop it is laws, laws, laws. And the fact is, if they do get to the point where they've banned even more weapons than they ever have in the past, then more Americans are going to become criminals for withholding those weapons. And please, please don't turn in your guns. Because the more people turn in their guns, the more disarmed the American populace is, the more subject we're going to be when the military is rolling through the streets. You don't think it's possible? Remember, last year they passed the Military Commissions Act, and then there was the uh, Defense Authorization Act, I think Mm -hmm. is what it was called, of 2007. That essentially defeated Posse Comitatus, which was an 18, uh, essentially a legislation from the 1800s that made it so the U.S. military could not be used for policing, could not be used within the borders of the United States for policing purposes. That's gone now. So we're not very far off from a very scary, dystopian, sort of tyrannical future in this country where they pass more gun control legislation and then another terrorist event happens. So they have an excuse to put more police and military members in the streets to start checking people, doing house-to-house searches, looking for immigrants. It's all going to be in the name of keeping you safe. All going to be in the name of keeping you healthy. Yep. All in the name of um, you know just keeping the status quo the way it is. We have to crack down so that they don't get us, whoever they might be, whether they are criminals, whether they are Al Qaeda, whether they are the Mexicans, whatever they are. We have to crack down a little more, and it you know your freedoms are just going to have to go away and for the, a little safety. The reason why the Second Amendment was put in the Bill of Rights was because the founders understood that guns kept the government guns in the hands of people kept the government at bay, kept the government acting as good as they possibly could. So if they get rid of that, if they get rid of your guns, then they can do whatever they want with virtually no repercussions. 
that frighten you a little bit? Hour two's coming up. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. On to hour number two of the program, you can take control of the airwaves. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231 is the packet 8.net toll free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free, unlike those other radio talk show hosts who want to charge you for access to their websites. We do it for free at freetalklive.com, and we go straight into the phone calls to start things out here. Uh, let's go to John calling from Los Angeles. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ian. Hey, John. What's on your mind? How you doing? Good. Uh, I just wanted to call you guys. Uh, I said I was going to call you when I actually went and got my uh, medical marijuana license. Ah, uh, yes. How did that go? And, uh, how, how easy was it? It was very easy. I knew you guys were here in Marina del Rey, and uh, you couldn't actually go into the shops or anything, because that was actually harder to get into the shops than it was to get the license, but... Okay. Basically, you just you walk in, you don't have to make an appointment, and uh, you just sit down and speak with the doctor for 15 minutes, and you know, explain uh, what's troubling you. You know, you could say depression or anxiety, or you know, and uh, that's it. He just signs a piece of paper, and you're good to go. So, do you sort of like know who the pot doctors are that you can go so to for if this? You, if you there's a paper here called LA Weekly, and uh, you can go to like LAWeekly.com, and they have a whole page dedicated just to, uh, you know, cush joints and uh, um, what do you call them, dispensaries and all those kind of places and doctors. You know, and they offer you like a sign up now and we'll give you a free gram or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So wait a minute. So now these doctors are doing doctor things in other ways. Like they're they're not no, no, just no, no, giving no. people pot prescriptions, are they? No. When you first come in, they have you sign a piece of paper saying they're not your primary care physician. Mm-hmm. And they're just for the use of medicinal marijuana, has California law, whatever, Prop 2 and 2, and all the legal texts, and you sign your name, and and that's it. You just go in there, and you talk to them, and, you know. And then and, they, uh, do they issue you with the permit, or does that come from some government agency? No, it's, um, he issued me a, a letter, two letters, actually, and they put a little sticker on the first one to, um, it'll be easier when you go to the pharmacy to get it dispensed. It's like a priority sticker or something. And, and they, do you just you hold just, that letter for the entire time? That as I mean, does it expire at a certain point? No, it doesn't expire. And they said if you lose it, you just come come in and uh, we'll give you a new one for no extra charge. And, wow. Yeah. And uh, they just said keep it in a safe place. And uh, when you go to register at a pharmacy, bring it with you and your ID. And it just right. says, you know, he is under my medical care and he reports to me that using marijuana relieves his medical symptoms. I recommend to prove my patient's use of marijuana. Uh, health and safety code one one three six two da da da. Now, also, you want to keep that with you when you're driving, do you not? That way, if you're pulled over, I and... would. I don't. I don't. I when I went to the dispensary, the guy was really nice, and uh, you know, they, you know, how you tried. To, I think you tried to get in one, right, when you're here. And... No, we knew that we couldn't. Tr- we knew that we, we okay, would be okay. able to. This is pretty. You had to go through a series of doors, and basically, they buzz you in the first door, and there's a little kiosk, a window, and you have to show your ID and your uh, your paper, you know, mm-hmm. and um. Then they check it out, and they call up the pharmacy, and then they let you through the next set of doors. And then you, you know, they say, come in and browse through the stuff. And 
What and, sort of uh, selection? Uh, what's it like when you actually get in there? I, I cool, man. <laughs> yeah, they, they there's more like than just pot stuff. too. Don't they have like brownies and stuff? Yeah, they had like these uh, these hash pills, like thirty dollars per pack, and I'm like, what are those? And you know, what are they like? They had uh, these edible things like lollipops and like mm-hmm. something like a power bar, but made out of hemp or hash or. And Has the world come to an end in California as a result of the uh, the uh, easy availability of marijuana? Right. Are people humping in the streets, uh, you know, mad uh, no. gunmen running around? I mean, uh, you know, it hasn't really... Uh, if you look back at the 60s, it's really been the same, you know? It's the summer of love. Well, actually, people were humping in the streets back then. <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, you know, the fact is... No, no uh, one's... Uh, everyone's really secretive about it. Like, I called the place. I said, you get two free gifts or something when you come and register with us, and, mm-hmm. and I said, okay, what, what are the gifts o- over the phone? And they're really paranoid, and it's more of a paranoia thing still, you know, because the feds, I don't know, like before you were here for that convention, the feds had a bust or something. And yeah, they, they like to come in there doors. from time to time, kick in doors, take people's marijuana, yeah, but, and take their cash. So everyone's a little bit uh, on edge, and they're not so openly, you know, pumping on the streets and, you know... Uh, right, so all that really own. has changed is that uh, instead of the the drug being completely outlawed, there's a semi-legal status for it. It's relatively yeah. within reach of anyone who's an adult, and yeah. uh, and it just simply makes it easier for them to, to get. It increases the variety that are, that are that, uh, of marijuana that's offered. Beyond all the lollipops and stuff, how many different varieties of marijuana there like, were there? This, this week there was like ten of them, and... I asked and. them, where, where does it come from, or is it organic? And he said, well, it has to come from California if it's going to be sold in California. Like, it can't be called Moroccan hash mm. and then be sold here. It has to be called Fresno hash or something. Got it. And he, he said, usually on the board, you know, it's like a, like a marker board, and on the left where there's all the different varieties, like they had the lowest one started at 20 for, I guess, I guess they call it an eighth or three grams. Okay. And it's like called dark mota, and then... Uh, now, the dark the, mota, that's probably better than what most people can actually purchase is, in their black better markets. Better than probably the stuff the government even made that not test, you know? Yeah, well, governments usually make lousy uh, lousy marijuana. Yeah. Um, that's what's happening up in Canada, at least. They put the government I, I in charge of it. I don't know if it's... Uh, I, I know, like, uh, in the past, like, if you went to a Grateful Dead concert or something and you went to get pot... I'm sure you're going to find some nice varieties there, you know. But now, in the black market, as your as your quantity increases, usually the price comes down a little bit. If it's yeah, twenty dollars for an eighth, what are they charging for an ounce of marijuana? Uh, I don't. know. I think the prices were kind of high because um, I, mean, I don't know ounces. I'm just used to grams, and three they, grams was like was sixty five. It was like it was you know went up from twenty, then it went to fifty five, then sixty, then sixty five. Yeah, that's something I noticed when I was when I was uh, there and we visited a friend of mine. Uh, I noticed that the marijuana was very, very good quality. I mean, you just can't get yeah, a better is. selection anywhere in America right now. And the the pot was good quality, but the price was was still up there. It was uh, high. I mean, eighty. The highest one was eighty five dollars, and I'm like, Christ, that's just like three three uh, three grams or something. He just put a little bit in the scale, and I'm like, wow, is that all you get? You know. Well, it's because, in my opinion, that there's huge bag or something for eighty-five. There's there are still black. There's still a black market in operation up there. Yeah, I know. Uh, It's not a fully legal uh, status, but even even so, even on that low end, that twenty dollars for three grams or whatever, that's cheaper than um, than what you can pay for anywhere else that I've seen in in America. Okay. So even the low end stuff is really really good, and it's still cheaper than black market prices. So we're the uh, we're the marketplace to actually go true free market as far as marijuana is concerned. 
then you'd probably see more open competition and uh, more selection and an even lo- and even lower prices. But very yeah. interesting. And let us know if you experience any more uh, interesting things on your your path as a medical marijuana user. John, thanks for the story. We appreciate hearing okay, from you. Welcome. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, the toll free number. Well, you know, I don't see any reason why, uh, you know, that that can't happen everywhere. I mean, California is no different than the rest of the states as right. far as you know, folks living there. I suppose they're a little more socialist than most, but you know, I mean, pot's not going to make the world crack crack wide open just because it's legal. Oh, but Mark. For, especially see, for just for sick people. Mark, didn't you see all the marijuana uh, accessory stores that were open along Venice Beach? There were head shops everywhere. There were head shops, pot, pot head shops in every town in America. But there were ten of them in the whole one strip of, of land. That's because tourists come to California, and it's easy to get pot in California, so people want to get something to remember. But that's that just if, a sign that society is deteriorating as a result of this medical marijuana. A glass pipe is a sign that, that society is deteriorating? It tells you that there's a high demand for these products. There and, is a high uh, demand for those products. Well, that, that, that we need to outlaw them. Okay. Why? Because no, we, we need to stop people from getting their hands on these narcotics. Yeah, that's going to happen. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. The fact is, people already were getting their hands mm-hmm. on the narcotics before the medical marijuana We were just provisions. paying to incarcerate them. Right. We were paying a whole lot of money, a boatload of money to uh, to incarcerate them, and they were paying too much to black marketeers who, yes, okay, there's a chance that the marijuana you're buying on the black market is coming from someone who's growing it in your town, so you might be supporting a, a local dealer. But there's also a good chance you're buying marijuana that was brought in by the hundreds and thousands of pounds, huge loads of pot, and that money's going out to gangsters. That money's going to bad men who have no compunctions with killing people. Let's give them a bunch of money, shall we? I'm pretty sure the compassionate marijuana providers operating the storefronts in California aren't busy bumping off their competition. No, no, they're not. So legalizing it just takes the violence and the danger out of the trade and makes everyone safer. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features are completely free, including the wiki. Over 1,200 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go there at uh, wiki.freetalklive.com. It's free, of course. That's wiki, W-I-K-I.freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. As we go straight to the phones and to the fun, ladies first, it's Michelle calling from Dallas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Michelle. Hello. How are you? Great. What's on your mind? I wanted to talk a little bit about um, disabled veterans. Okay. Um, I spent six years in the Army, and I am disabled. Um, mm. I had some pelvic problems, and I, well, I didn't have a choice. They operated on me and screwed some stuff up. Anyway, mm. so I'm, I'm 10% disabled. And I, I kind of wanted to talk more to your other listeners about what I would be giving up 
and what I'd be gaining in in a free market system. Sure. If if okay, so if you did not um, have a, a freestanding army, but you still got this this huge group of disabled veterans out there, there are a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that from my own experience, I have VA benefits. I get a monthly amount, and I also get um, quote unquote free healthcare through the veterans hospital. Right. I don't use the health care. I, I will not go to the veterans hospital. I imagine, I imagine you wouldn't. They uh, operated on you and messed you up um, and made you 10% disabled. Why the heck would you go back there? Right. Shame and, on and you quality, for going twice, right? Exactly. The quality is, is, I mean, everybody knows the quality of the veterans health care system is mm-hmm. just not even remotely up to par. Well, that's not what their <laughs> spokespeople say, but yes, uh, everyone who's actually, um, that I've t- talked to who is a veteran has uh, pretty much taken that position. So um, I, of course, you know, through my current employer, I have my own HSA, my own health care, and I, I pay for it. I, I use it. I pay for it. I don't use the free system. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I'm giving up much by having the Veterans Administration wiped out. <laughs> awesome. As far as the monthly stipend I receive, Shoot, if I just got back the 900 or so dollars per month that I pay in, in federal income taxes, Social Security, Medicare, and all that, well, shoot, that more than covers what's what I'm getting from the Veterans Administration. You'd be all right. <laughs> what are they, what are they, can, can I ask what they're giving you? Uh, 10%, it's about $115 a month. <laughs> oh, boy, what are you going to do with that exactly? That's chunk I, change. I know. It, it's really not, I, I don't count it for anything. I don't do, you know, it, 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 I don't even enter it into my budget. You so know? basically you're saying uh, I'd, very, I'd very easily trade my so-called benefits for freedom, is what so you're saying. Easily, easily. Awesome. And as far as, as those who are more dependent on the system, who, you know, say closer to 70, 80, 100% disabled, who are receiving quite a bit more, maybe mm-hmm. uh, 1500 a month. And, and that's actually an amount that someone could possibly live off of if they were unemployed or unemployable. Right. Um, and their whole function, I mean, this is a non-profit. Pretty That's much the all Daughters of American Veterans, correct? Uh, uh, disabled American Veterans. Oh, I excuse me, okay. It's the acronym. The DAV. Um, it's a whole group of people already set up, and, and basically what they do is they help disabled veterans petition the government for their benefits. I mean, they help you fill out the paperwork and, and all that. I mean, there's already a whole volunteer force out there who help disabled veterans get benefits. I mean, I, I don't see why that volunteer force couldn't easily easily be adjusted to the free market where they're looking for private donors. Fundraising. Or, they or could shift, shift right. gears from hiring lawyers to shift gears to taking that money and, and, I, and giving it to people for, their, uh, for, for what they need. You know, I'll, even if you didn't go quite that far, um, even if you just paid veterans, um, you know, medical care in the free market arena, um, you know, we, we honored our promises. I'm still sure that it's a heck of a lot less expensive than this huge VA monstrosity bureaucracy that we have. I, I'd agree with you, yes. <laughs> I, I don't like the idea of more federal dollars going into the uh, medical field, but even even at that rate, it seems like it would be a better thing. But, you know, nonetheless, I mean, what great uh, thoughts, Michelle. I mean, just a, a brilliant call. Any other thoughts for us? Um, I have several, but I don't. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Well, call us back sometime. We really, really right. would appreciate it. Thank you for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You heard it there from uh, from a disabled veteran. Right. She's she's not going in there. She's not going to get treated at the VA. <laughs> they messed her up once. Right. So she's very well uh, willing to just throw in the towel, take her freedom, mm-hmm. and the uh, the increase in in wealth and and money that that you would get as a result of not having this encroaching federal government. I mean, the fifteen percent on Social Security probably alone would be enough. Let would, alone income tax and Medicare. Sake, yeah. Right. 
800-259-9231. Let's continue with the calls. It's uh, Let's see. This is Brian in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Brian. Hey. Um, I'm I'm um, tired of being labeled a Christian. <laughs> okay. I, um, I'm getting sick of the um, Christian's attitude about abortion, how it needs to be made illegal. I... Um, I like babies just as much as the next guy, mm-hmm. but I really don't want to see women in back alleys having abortions. That's right. where it would go. I don't really understand why it's a Christian thing well, to want, because it's never been between abortion and no abortion. The choice has always been between legal abortion and illegal abortion. Yeah, I don't think they realize that, though. I, I think don't understand why. I, well, I think it has something to do with the same sort of mentality we're talking about in hour number one. That you know, people believe that laws are somehow magical. They believe that you know, if you could just write, if you just craft the right law, everyone will turn in their guns. If you just craft the right law, abortions will disappear. I mean, it, it's some sort of an obsession with the power of law, this perceived mystical power that it has uh, on people in this country, and it's it's more widespread than it's just Christians. It's spread throughout America. Yeah, but it's pretty popular among Christians. Sure, it, it, is. it is. You know, and I understand. I understand what you feel. Uh, what you feel like on that that subject. I um, you know, I before George Bush got elected, I would have called myself a Republican, and I've now since um, recent, relatively recently, within the last uh, couple of years, gotten a uh, membership to the Republican Liberty Caucus. But I have a very difficult time calling myself a Republican. I don't like being labeled with them, yeah. but I guess I am. And, you know, it's not really fair to all Christians out there to, uh, to you know, because the because of the voice of some noisy few to, uh, you know, just crack down on them all. I mean... Yeah, but is it a noisy few, or does that, res- uh, does that sort of mentality, the, well, let's just pass a law and that'll fix everything mentality, uh, infect the majority of Christians? I don't... Um, well, I mean, let's just pass a law. Most Americans think that we can just pass a law and fix things. Right, I mean, so many of, these, many of these so-called Christians then take that to the, the next level, like we, I saw in this movie Jesus Camp, which if you've not seen yet, I highly recommend, Brian... Um, it shows the evangelicals and their position on these sorts of things, and they want to get in control of government. They want to put their people in government so they can have what they consider a good government, and so that that government can act in force other people to behave in the way that God says that they should behave. They they have no compunction with it, with admitting that they they want to force, they want to rule over others. They they actually use the term rule over others in the name of God. Can you believe that? Uh, they need a new bumper sticker. Who would Jesus kill? Great call. Thank you for it. 800-259-9231. Well, they don't want to kill anybody. They just want you to behave in the right manner. Of course, if you don't behave in the right manner, you'll be thrown into then jail cell. If you don't want to be thrown into jail cell, you'll be executed. 800-259-9231. That's the Packet8.net till free line. You bring up whatever you want, whether it's marijuana, guns, or whatever. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll-free line. 
And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features on the website. We do ask uh, that you voluntarily support the show by purchasing maybe some stuff from amazon.freetalklive.com. When you go to amazon.freetalklive.com and you shop in the 40 categories of products, everything from their gross, brand new grocery store uh, to video rentals to DVDs, books, office products, baby stuff, and more. I mean, it's all their furniture. Um, whatever you purchase, a percentage of your purchase will go towards Free Talk Live. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest internet uh, retailer. And now you can help Free Talk Live and get all the stuff you need. Go to amazon.freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, better known as Porkfest, is June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to socialize with hundreds of fellow activists and lovers of liberty and hear and discuss the progress and future of the FSP. Register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Porkfest.com. 800-259-9231 to the phones, to the fun. Let's talk to David in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey, David. Long live free talk. Yes, sir. What's on your mind? I'd like to uh, talk about the cannabis uh, subject. Yes. It, uh, it's against the law because it promotes independence. It will feed you, clothe you, house you, make fuel for you. Well, now, the not plant because, itself not won't. because it gives you a little buzz, because we know alcohol is much more dangerous than marijuana could ever be. It sure is. Uh, now, wait a minute. I just want to clarify. The plant itself is not going to feed you and take care of you, but people it's, in the marketplace will take that plant and they'll turn it into products for your house, products no, for your car. Well, the seed of, the, of cannabis is one of the most nutritional foods known to mankind. It contains all your own, most of all your omegas, all the super omegas. It's 33% protein, no uh, bad fats. Uh, it's an it, amazing product. Uh, the plant... It, it, it's There's really 25,000 uses of it. Mercedes-Benz uses the plastic made from cannabis in, in some of their cars. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a bio, it makes biodegradable plastic. The world is screaming for nourishment. It's, it's one of the most nourishing plants on the planet. The world is screaming for a paper alternative. It makes the best paper known to mankind almost, and it doesn't need bleach to make it white. The world wow. is screaming for plant fuel. This plant could grow two times in one in, in a year in, in most states, and it will grow in every state in in the, the lower 40. Yeah, it doesn't take it, long to grow weed. It I makes mean, me- it's methane. It makes it makes methane just as much as all the other plants. It makes oil that you could drink the oil, and it's good for you. It, it, it's a it's a miracle plant, and it's being kept away from us only because you could be independent from you. During the the revolution, the British Empire held the monopoly on the on the plant. Thomas Jefferson had to smuggle hemp seeds back from France into really? the United States, and they used it. At, it was a law to grow it because you needed needed it to make a navy at the time have you ever seen uh have you ever seen a drug war carol it's an excellent little comic book that they have on the internet and you can actually purchase it in comic book form have you seen that before no i I, as somebody who who appreciates the history of the cannabis plant uh it's been used by mankind for over ten thousand years it sure has it's only been against the law and kept from the people only in the past 70 years when all these corporate 
companies taking over. Because, well, there was three hemp wars, actually, that people was actually shooting people over. But the cotton gin was made first. And well, they actually went hemp. and uh, they, they, they in in A Drug War Christmas Carol, that's what it's called, A Drug War Carol, I think is the name of the website, dot, dot .com or dot .org. Anyway, um, in this, his, they, what they do is they dig through the history of marijuana and they put it in this sort of um, comic book form so people can easily absorb it. And they really do they really do go back and they show you that the history of this prohibition is not because it's an evil weed that people can get high with, but as you're pointing out, because it's so versatile versatile that uh, certain people you in could industry be independent from the government we we could it, it promotes wealth we could you could make you know it makes clothing right it, it does the, promote wealth but it threatened the industries of William Randolph Hearst and whoever it was that owned DuPont, DuPont back in the day and so they uh, they lobbied the legislators to uh, to it, pass it a law against need it doesn't pesticides it doesn't need fertilizers it will uh, wipe out a, you have if you have noxious weeds if you plant hemp o- over the top of it it grows faster it does pretty it well on its out. own yes I mean if you do help it out then it gets even better um, but yes you're absolutely right David and you're an expert on the issue and thank you for the call we appreciate it eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one I know I threw some of the seeds in my backyard once just for the heck of it and there they go because I didn't want to throw them in the garbage you mm-hmm. know because cops can look through your garbage and all that and it was two weeks later that I had to get out the lawnmower because those suckers were popping up everywhere. I didn't do anything. You know, there's a uh, there's an intro, what, Operation Overgrow where they re- where yeah. they recommend that you uh, take your uh, hemp seed, your marijuana seeds, and you throw them, uh, you know, on in government properties and yeah. that sort of thing. Well, yeah. And in even more uh, police even, stations, even better, yeah, near police stations. That's great. I love <laughs> it. Some funny funny crap. Somebody needs to do that here in uh, in New Hampshire. We need to get Operation Overgrow. It won't be me. Into uh, overtime, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The uh, the cannabis situation is certainly a tragic one. Uh, the idea that this versatile plant has been prohibited for as long as it has, it needs to. It, it, it just needs to come to an end. The prohibition needs to end. People need to be able to buy and sell products uh, in the free marketplace. And if you don't like it, then don't buy it. Because the fact is, there are plenty of people, millions and millions of Americans, that are frequent marijuana smokers. Uh, Some of them smoke several times a day. Many of them only smoke a couple of times a week, some few times a year. But the fact is, there are millions of Americans that consume this product on the black market. They pay too much, and that money goes to support criminals. How can you support, how could anybody, any prohibitionist, support that idea? Let's go to the phones and uh, talk to George in Virginia. You take control of the airwaves. George, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, you're on the amplifier line. What's up? Oh, God, this Virginia Tech shit is really, really messed up. And now it's got, like, a couple of my friends um, pretty much going, see, see, this is why guns should be outlawed. I'm like, oh, yeah, right, like, that would have helped right there. But I told him, I was like, straight up, had I had my own gun, I, I, I don't have sh- shot that guy myself. You'd bust the cat. At the very least, <laughs> what? I said- guy shot, probably. But, you know, at the very least, the guy would have had to concentrate on me and take cover from my shot. And that would have bought uh, students far more time to get away from that dude. Yep. And it's unlikely that you would have only gotten one shot off. I mean, it's you'd have the gun out, right? The whole situation would have changed. It's If guns were legal to carry in all places, I mean, as far as if it's a private business and they want to out, and they don't want guns on their property, well, then that's their, that's their business and their prerogative. And they're welcome to, to, to have those restrictions. But if it were possible to carry guns on the Virginia Tech campus, this gunman might have thought uh, two to three, th- two or three times before actually even st- trying what yeah, he did. Yeah, it may never have happened at all. Right, exactly. 
Yeah, in the Virginia, it's very easy to get a concealed carry permit. You know, it's only Virginia Tech that banned the guns on the pain of getting expelled. Right there. I mean, all you have to do is not have any um, violent offenses, you know, just a clean record. That's all you need, and they'll just hand it to you, the concealed um, carry permit, that is. Well, I'd rather right be expelled than uh, be carried yeah, exactly. in a box. <laughs> I know. And it's, it's retarded like that. I mean, I kept trying to tell my friends, like, look, you don't see these things happening at gun shows, do you? Yep. And they're like, they just shut up about that. <laughs> Well, that's just what happens. I mean, when you when you counteract somebody uh, with sensible points on wh- whether it's on uh, gun control or marijuana or whatever it is you're talking about, when you counteract them with the facts, they just go blank. They go blank and they just they sort of let it pass in one ear and out the other, and uh, they completely ignore what it is that you're saying because to admit that they were wrong that hurts. So you're never going to have anybody necessarily just turn over and switch their opinion right there on the spot. But maybe a few weeks later, maybe when they're going to sleep at night one night, they'll think about the things that you said, turn them over in their head. And then and make the ideas yeah. their, their own. Yeah, exactly. Thanks yeah, for the call, George. We appreciate it as always. 800-259-9231. So it's a process. Coming to liberty and coming to understand freedom is a process. It takes time. You've got to give people that time and... Yeah, work on them slowly in the meantime. 800 Some really frightening news about Americans on the way. We've got a big battle ahead of us. We'll prove it coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Call toll-free 1-800-259-9231. That's 800-259-9231. And get interactive at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The Packet8.net toll-free lines. Bring up what you want. See you in here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features completely free, and that does include updates. You get signed up for the updates, we'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Get on the list for free at updates.freetalklive.com. That is updates. .freetalklive.com, continuing with your calls about whatever you want. It's Gene, the Christian anarchist, calling from Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Well, hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? just wanted to call and say, Happy April Fool's Day. What do you mean? Well, tomorrow is April Fool's Day. Uh, uh, What? It's the day that all the fools pay their taxes, is what he's trying to say. Oh, right. It's It's the real April Fool's Day. It's not... April 1st, like most people have thought all this time, it's usually April 15th, but this year it calls, falls on the 17th. Now, wait a minute, Gene. Didn't you say, uh, didn't you email me or something saying that you were going to pay taxes for the first time in 25 years? Actually, I posted that on the bulletin board system, yep. And after 26 years of non-filing, I'm joining the system here. What's, I'm, what's I'm going on? In. I'm caving in and filing. Well, primarily because we're a bigger target now. We have more income and... Uh, um, they've been lately throwing people in jail. All of the, uh, the the big names have gone to jail: Larkin Rose and Irwin Schiff. And uh, so they scared I, the anarchists, huh? Now, isn't that going to make? Right. Aren't they going to come out and make you uh, pay for the last 26 years? Well, no. They've they've uh, already stated that they want me to file for like five years, but that's as far back as they're going right now. So, so you're going to do that be, then? I'm debating whether I should do it or. Just let them uh, file a tax return for me, which they've done in the past. You know, in the past they have mm-hmm. uh, filed a tax return for me and then leaned uh, 
leaned my house and caused me to have to pay them a bunch of money in order to sell my house. Yikes. So they've done that in the past. Basically, what I've seen over these last 25, 28 years is that the the government is a lawless organization. And, uh, sure, so they, do whatever, they do whatever they want. First of all, you know, I've explained that the government is a fiction, but the people that believe in this fiction government, they're lawless people. They will do whatever they want to do in order to get you to give them their your money. So the best bet is to try and hide your money from them, mm-hmm. and that's what I recommend everybody do is just stash away as much as you can. And you, you, it's, these days it's getting very difficult to do that with all the electronic uh, transactions and stuff. It's getting harder and harder to stash away money unless you do it overseas, which is what I recommend. You know, you've got to find another country, another jurisdiction, but can't they even get you there? Can't they even uh, subpoena those banks or whatever? And Well, it depends on the country. You know, like my wife is from China, so mm-hmm. if we put stuff in China, it's not uh, it's not easy for them to trace that. It's not actually see. quite impossible. If you were Iranian or if you have Iranian uh, relatives, you would want to stash stuff in Iran. Makes sense. So you, you get what I'm saying. You know, these are places where the government has no control over It's possible then. Gotcha. So it is possible, but yeah, unfortunately, I have caved in and I've had to uh, mm. had to file, and primarily, you know, it had a lot to do with the wife getting scared and all this stuff, and we're getting to be a larger target. And I mean, she's not an anarchist too. Unfortunately, no. Oh, she's not. bummer. But she's hardly the socialist uh, that she was when she grew up in China. Sure. So I would I would call her a Republican today. Now, how does your wife feel about the Free State Project? Uh, I've told her about it, and she's uh, said that's a possibility. We might move there after we finish our obligations here. Like I said, we're we're tied in to this location for about five years due to contractual obligations. But I've I've joined in to this free state project, and uh, I've made my commitment. I think that uh, in five years' time, we will probably either be in the free state or in China, one or the other. Got um, it. Now here's but, my question. Uh, I guess now five years from now, if you land in New Hampshire. Do you feel like that would give you the uh, the the courage that you need to con- that to continue the fight and to stop paying the feds again, or do you think you're going okay, to just pay them years, into perpetuity? You know, in five years' time, I predict one of two things. Number one, uh, this paying income taxes for me is is a short-term uh, solution to the problem. Really? I think this will only be for a year or two of filing, because one of two things is going to happen: either the income tax system is going to collapse due to people like Irwin Schiff, who's currently appealing his case, people like uh, Bob Schultz of the um, We the People organization, and Sherry uh, Jackson, and some of these other people that are on the forefront. And the tax of course, freedom uh, luminaries, if you will. Yeah, and then you've got freedom to fascism, and these things are starting to open people's eyes. You so think so? Within a, yes, within a year or two. I would expect, and and we've got Bob Brown there. That's a big catalyst right there. Yeah, but but, but even though people's eyes are being opened, they aren't necessarily going to nece- to stop paying. I mean, it's one thing to open their eyes, but when they see examples of Gene the Christian anarchist who hasn't paid for 25 years, now all of a sudden jumping back on the wagon, I mean, that, yeah. that, says, that well, says to them, oh my God, this government's so scary, they've scared Gene the Christian anarchist back into paying. Why would they I, want to step not, out of there? I'm not so scared of them, but I, I've determined that at this point, this is probably a better option than uh, taking a chance that they're going to steal everything I've got at this point. So this is a temporary measure, like I say. I think eventually 
either this whole thing is going to collapse in a couple years, yeah. or there's going to, or, or it's going to become such a police state in this country, it's going to become such a, um, uh, well, you know, like George Bush said, he, it would be a lot easier if this was a... Uh, um, a dictatorship. Dictatorship, a yeah. dictatorship, and he was the dictator. So we, we're going to go one of two ways. So wait, if it, if it goes to the police state, will you keep paying? Because, I mean, because then you're supporting no, the police if state. Goes, if it goes to the police state, I'm out of here. Uh, one of China. two things. Gotcha. Either I join the revolution or I'm out of here. One of those two things. Fair enough, Gene. I will not. I will not live in a police state. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I would uh, make the allegation this already is a police state. It's just not as bad as it could be. It hasn't gotten to, like, a 100% police state quite yet. Maybe we're at around 33%, 25%, somewhere down there. It could get much worse. You know, I, I'm, I'm currently reading a, uh, I think it's a kid's book, or at least a uh, young adult's book, sort of a, a teenager's book, called Out of the Gray Zone. And it's amazing. The uh, It's by uh, Claire... Sequinowitz? Oh, Cl- Claire Wolf? Claire Wolf and somebody else. Okay. And I don't know who the authors are. I didn't expect to talk about it tonight. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would have had that information for you. Um, but it's sort of this neg- this utopia future with where the government has, you know, they, they've outlawed fats. They've outlawed uh, sugars. They've outlawed... All the things they want to do. Uh, you know, all kinds of pharma- uh, pharmaceuticals, uh, you know, medicines handled by the government, everything that they want to get done. And it's just... The know, FDA they, is seizing power over uh, nutraceuticals. Now. Yeah, they, they, um, they have people implanted with chips in their hands so that they can do their transactions. If you don't have a chip, it's very difficult to do your transactions. Right. And, it, it, you know, so that's all I can see it going towards. Well, as government gets bigger, that is the way it will go. That's what they want. There are, there are only, as Gene put it, there are only two options as far as government is concerned. Either it gets bigger and the police state encroaches, or we manage to slash it drastically down. Yeah. There's no, there's, you know, the middle ground is is a semi-police state, (laughs) and that's where we are right now. So it's up to you. Where do you want it to go? Because if you sit there and you kick back and you crack open a can of a, you know, can of beer and watch Britney Spears on television every night and go to work, then you're not doing anything to, uh, to help freedom. And you're essentially ensuring the rise of the police state. By your inaction, you are guaranteeing that the government will get bigger. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Joe in California land. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Joe. Hey, how you doing today? Great. What's on your mind? Good. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about today's incident, but uh, one of the callers mentioned the taxes, and we were talk- listening to marijuana, too, and I just wanted to remind everybody, up until I believe it was, uh, what was it, uh, 17, excuse me, 1937, you could pay your taxes either in hemp, which at the time was the largest uh, crop in the United States, uh, or in uh, coin, tender. Really? And that changed with the uh, marijuana laws in 1937. Hmm. And that was done because Dow Chemical uh, had started producing a bunch of petrochemicals and wanted to, uh, you know, stop them from having natural seed oil in the paints and, you know, switch to lead-based chemicals and all these other things. Yeah, there were different industrial sort of... Uh polls going on, on the, with the government there, yes. Absolutely. But what I, what I called in originally on was, is, is uh, you know, today's tragic event, over the last couple of weeks, there's been quite uh, a controversy revol- revolving around Rosie O'Donnell. And, you know, we may not remember this because the gun-taking fight, you know, has been kind of on the back burner since the Iraq war started. Mm-hmm. But she was one of their most forefront, you know, advocates for that. Oh, yes, she is. And... Tomorrow, she was supposed to have on a bunch of firefighters and survivors from 9-11, you know, to start talking about some of these things she's brought up. 
And I just think that it was a very effective way to marginalize anything that she's going to say. Or more importantly, uh, you know, they, I mean, you can only call somebody a fat, ugly, you know, sexually challenged person, and it has no meaning. There's no fight in that argument. But I don't really know where you're going with this. I, you know what? I'm not state. sure where you're going with this, and I want to find out what it is. So hang on. I'll bring you back in hour number three. 800-259-9231. Because there are certain people that have embraced Rosie O'Donnell recently, and that could be a mistake. We'll talk about it on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You take control. Bring up anything as we launch into hour number three. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line, one 800 259 9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com where all the features are completely free. That's freetalklive.com. Still to come, some very disturbing evidence that we have a long, long way to go here in this country as far as uh, helping Americans come to the message of freedom and liberty. Whew, boy, we'll get to that. But first, we've got to go to your calls. Uh, we held Joe over uh, from California. Now, Joe, just to recap, you brought up Rosie O'Donnell in the context. Hello? I'm here. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> you brought up Rosie O'Donnell in the context of this whole gun control situation uh, based on the Virginia Tech shooting today. And um, what was the point that you were making? Because I had a little bit of trouble understanding it. Well, I just thought it was kind of coincidental that uh, Rosie O'Donnell's been all over the news. And, you know, she's been attacked for some uh, comments that she's made regarding the September 11th tragedy. Mm-hmm. And, uh you know, I think we've all forgotten because gun control has been kind of on the back burner that she was one of the, you know, strongest advocates uh, and front runners with that on the on the agenda. Right. And tomorrow she was supposed to have on a bunch of firefighters and survivors from September 11th to sit there and say that, you know, they felt that there were some unanswered questions that weren't being answered properly. Mm-hmm. And I think that this was a very convenient day for this to happen. I think it uh, will not only ma- marginalize anything uh, that she could have said, but more importantly, I think if she doesn't take a strong approach to you know, her prior views on gun control, that it's going to make her a very easy target for some people that have been attacking her that, uh, that really didn't have anything of any value to add. Now, but now uh, they can make her a very, you know, very much a hypocrite. Now, if, if, she, if she believes this, the, the whole thing, uh, that 9-11 was an inside job, you know, skull and bones, uh, you know... Uh, well, I don't think she said that. And I think, she, I think she sat there and she said that, you know what, I've never seen a building fall just to plain ordinary fires. She's and not... That, she's that's not, the old uh, kerosene, and it doesn't burn at a high enough temperature to melt steel, and I would like somebody to explain to me how the laws of physics were not only defied that day... Well, okay, hold on a second. Slow down, slow down. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, first of all, you're not talking to uh, two subscribers. We're not true believers of the, the conspiracy thing, so we're I not... I say there was a conspiracy. We're not even necessarily in, in that particular camp. 
Um, she's probably just an American who's seen Loose Change, which is a shoddy uh, video, which very very well edited but shoddily researched video, easily debunked and has been debunked very effectively at loosechangeguide.com. So she's probably just one of the Amer- you know American people that sort of you know she believes what she's been told by the conspiracy crowd, and so she's come out on her show about it. And this is what you know disturbs me about the conspiracy crowd is they are willing to embrace. Anybody who uh, who's willing to embrace them. And so they've been rallying around Rosie O'Donnell, the conspiracy people here, when Rosie O'Donnell is a big government freak. She is somebody who is all for big government. She doesn't think the government has a problem. She just thinks this particular administration is bad. And that's why she's glomming on to the whole conspiracy situation, because she hates George Bush and she hates the administration. And she'll take any, you know, she'll take any ammo she can get, what she, or what she perceives as ammo. So it kind of disturbed me that people that probably would support gun freedom, uh, because I sort of feel like the conspiracy crowd, or a lot of them at least, are of the, uh, I don't know, pro-gun sort of mentality that's just an extrapolation based on not really much but nonetheless they've embraced this woman even though she's a big government freak doesn't that bother you at all joe well you know one thing i would say is and and i i hear you and i don't think that really she's been embraced and i mean listening to you know other um uh, other commentary on the subject matter um i have a lot of views that are nothing like Rosie O'Donnell's in a lot of areas, and then there's a few things that I think, yeah, I could, I could, I could have an agreement with her on. I so it, I don't think anybody strictly endorsed her. I think they were glad to see somebody who would go out there that could reach uh, a medium other than through the internet and you know these conspiracy sites, as you say. But you know that once again puts me right back into the same problem that I've had all along. Everybody's calling her a conspiracy nut, and uh, the conspiracy nuts are gathering around her, and, and this and that. And that's not all that happened. And, and I would agree with you, yes, she probably did see a, uh, a copy of Loose Change. However, I've, I've been to the Loose Change debunking site as well. And having a, you know, been an engineer, I have to say that either I have to throw away my education or I need to go back to school because the, way, the, new, the new physics has defied everything that we've been taught since we found out the Earth was round. Well, you know, you you guys can go around and around on the conspiracy thing if you want to. Right. Both sides... I, don't know, I don't know what the facts are, but I know that a whole, whole, whole bunch of people um, would have to be in on this in order for it to work. The engineers have come out and said that that's the way they expected the buildings to fall. I'm sorry, who said they expected the buildings to fall? The engineers fall? that built the buildings. They built it to fall that way? That's my understanding. That's what that's well, what it then said. I, that's then what I would say. I guess I, you know, unfortunately, I guess it really comes down to how much information or how much time you would actually like to spend researching it. Mm-hmm. I personally the, would like uh, to spend zero who more. The was the sign off for the underwriters' laboratory. Absolutely said that the there was All right. no factoid way that after factoid, built, and he was fired shortly after. Joy, hey Joe, thank you for the call. We appreciate you know, hearing from you. A guy just right. came out, um, just came out. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before, and said that uh, LBJ and the CIA were in on killing. Uh, you know, this was a guy on his deathbed that was involved in the whole um, JFK thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he just came out and revealed the whole story that uh, you know the dirty little secrets of uh, the killing of JFK, and nobody cares. 
Well, you know, that's just it. Uh, people like Joe and the people on the other side can continue just going back and forth forever. And there's, you know, there's several different sides of this whole conspiracy. Yeah, I have thing. no idea what 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 the truth is. Some people believe that there was a cabal of dark cloak people that set the whole thing up. Some people believe it was space aliens. <laughs> you know, some people believe the government story. I don't believe any of it. And it doesn't matter to me who did it and what the physics were and all of that crap. What matters to me is that government has gotten bigger as a result of 9-11. Government has gotten used terrorism as an excuse to increase their size. And my job is to fight against that. My job is to fight against the size of government, to uh, educate people that government is the problem, not the solution. Right. I think all this conspiracy crowd wants is just people to be brought up on charges. That's not going to solve the problem of government. Right. Is all you're going to get is the other side, the, uh, you know, the Democrats. Or I don't. I don't even know um, how you could pin it necessarily on Republicans here, but is all you're going to get to the other side, and they're just going to do what they always did, and you know, I, I don't. I don't see that there's any benefit to any of it. No, there's not, and it's just a lot of time. I being mean, maybe wasted. you can maybe you can convince people that the government's too big with it. I don't know. It seems. But then to me, you embrace people like Rosie O'Donnell. The conspiracy. But, but Rosie the O'Donnell cons- doesn't. Um, you see, the thing is, Rosie O'Donnell's going to take your message, and she's going to say Republicans are bad. See, the conspiracy crowd, um, and and Joe is wrong. They are absolutely rallying behind Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, I go to uh, PrisonPlanet.com from time to time because they do good. To to give Alex Jones credit, he's one of the major conspiracy theorist guys. Mm-hmm. He does really great work covering the police state. If you're looking for you know news about the encroaching police state, that guy's got it. Okay, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about that. So I go to that site looking for that sort of information, but inevitably I see what other things they're promoting at that time. <laughs> And right alongside, on the sidebar, there's a, uh, somewhere in his advertising section, there's an ad for Ron Paul. And you think, hey, Ron Paul, a small government guy. These people must be small government people. And then there's another one that says, defend Rosie. I mean, strange, talk about strange bedfellows. Yeah. I understand when it comes to issues. But it's kind of like, yeah, it, 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 it's an yourself. issue. It's an issue for them. And in the same respect, they're willing to get in bed, just like libertarians are, with anybody who wants medical marijuana. They're willing to do it. And I, I get that, and I see it, and I don't yeah, have but a, there's a difference between supporting someone who's, who's moving in the right direction on an issue right. and absolutely embracing and helping an individual who otherwise has contradictory uh, viewpoints. Right. I, I, I see I see where you're um, coming from they're on that boosting one. The, the thing is, is if Rosie O'Donnell and uh, 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 Charlie Sheen are, they're going to turn on you like rabid dogs. What do you mean? They they don't they don't support smaller government. They don't you know they don't think about that at all. They want the Democrats in charge. Right. Their their message is I don't know about I don't know anything about Charlie Sheen, but Rosie definitely is someone who thinks, and and a lot of these people think this is that this administration bad, new administration good. Let's put a new administration in and bring this one up on charges. And the new one's care. not going to change any of the laws. It's not going to repeal the Patriot Act. I mean, when was the last time a law got repealed? Come on. They don't care a whit about reducing the size of government. They don't realize that government is the problem. Whether or not you believe in the conspiracies or whatever, it's government that's the problem. It's government that makes people power, uh, powerful enough to harm others and control others. You take control. Bring up anything. Ryan Curtin, your calls. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That would be the packet 8.net toll free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, the place to go. Live streams are waiting for you. Broadband version of the show and a dial-up version as well, both totally free. 
at freetalklive.com. We're jumping right back into the phone calls. Uh, let's go to Ryan in Texas on the amplifier line. Hello, Ryan. Hey, first of all, everyone knows that the Twin Towers were brought down by a pair of Chuck Norris roundhouse kicks, okay? <laughs> but Chuck Norris is the but baddest man to ever live. Now, wait a minute, now wait a minute. What do you have to back that up? Did they find his boot prints at the uh, the scene of the crime? No. You know that that fire would at least melt the rubber. Anyway, that's not why I'm calling. <laughs> I right. came across a great, uh, just a hilarious story I got to share with y'all when I was reading the paper today. There's okay. this local company right in Dallas um, called Sniffex. Uh, they they are, excuse me, they're developing an a, an explosive detector. The Navy checked it out. Despite the fact that it's nothing more than a dousing rod, it's uh, four <laughs> magnets and a TV antenna. That's all it is. What? Now, yeah, the, the Navy checked it out, tested it, decided that it didn't work at all. So it's basically a $6,000 dousing rod. Well, the Navy ended up buying eight of them anyway. <laughs> okay. It's insane. And now this company is under investigation by so many different people, of bad stock fraud and all kinds of things. Their website mysteriously went down today. But I'm going to go ahead and post it on the BBS because it's just too hilarious. So oh, and, uh, why did they buy them if they didn't work? Is it just someone who's politically connected running the company? The guy isn't even politically connected. You, you don't get investigated by the SEC if you've got connections. Huh. The purchasers are just morons, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's not their money to spend, I guess, huh? Right, it's fifty grand for what is four magnets and an antenna. Sweet, awesome. It, it, I'm in the wrong great. business. I'm, yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and post their Middle Eastern website still up. I'm going to post that on the BBS. It's it's just too hilarious. All right, then, Ryan. Thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I guess you have to actually see it to understand how hilarious it is. Well, I mean, it is hilarious that uh, you know, once again. But the thing is, is we're not surprised. If this was the first time we heard about the government, we'd be spending, shocked, right? Like just a shocking amount of money on something stupid that doesn't work or um, doesn't work as well as it should, um, or just even if something that does work. I mean, just a shocking amount of money on it. Right. Well, then you know. But but at this point, we're we're like no big deal. Or, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, that's what's new, right? Yeah, six hundred dollars for a hammer. Who cares? Yeah. Well, I care. I mean, I yeah, do but care. there's just nothing we can do about it, right? Yeah, nothing we can say here is going to change that tomorrow. No, but we'll keep saying it because eventually, minds, you know, people are new. People are tuning in all the time. They're hearing this message for the first time. Some of them. And uh, there's actually a pretty neat thread. He mentioned the BBS. Uh, there's a pretty neat thread on the BBS right now. I think it's in the general forum. Uh, maybe, or the Promoting Liberty Forum. Anyway, the the thread is, how did you find liberty? So it's really interesting reading people's sort of uh, path to discovering freedom. Of course, inevitably on the Free Talk Live forum, a number of people found it through Free Talk Live. But, of course. Um, it's cool. Like, you know, some people, they had a teacher in high school who wasn't necessarily overtly libertarian, but very clearly in retrospect sort of put some messages into their heads. And it's just kind of neat reading through people's histories as to, uh, to how they found liberty. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. Let's go to Kurt in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Great, hey. Kurt. What's on your mind? 
Well, I found liberty. I've actually always had liberty. I just could never define it. I could always feel it, but your show has helped me define it more. Great. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I want to jump on the third rail of libertarian politics with both feet. There's been a lot of talk about the roads. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I, think, uh, I think we should just auction them all off. Yeah, but the, well, that's been promoted before. But the problem with that idea is that if you auction it off, it could very well go to – there could be somebody uh, who's in the local government or whatever using their political co- connections to sort of change things and uh, make sure the right people get the right roads. And it could be manipulated in, in that way. Well, hold on. Well, now, would... there's, there's, there's problems with your little campaign, too, of giving everybody the, uh, the, the chunk of road out in front of their house. Mm-hmm is suppose I lend, live at the end of a dead-end road. It's, it's a rather long dead-end road. As a matter of yeah. fact, it's my grandmother's street in, um, that, that I sort of, sort of half grew up on in Bradenton, Florida. And there's 20 or so, tw- call it 25 houses on the street. The front two houses get together, the, the ones closest to the road, and they conspire with each other. <laughs> hey, you know what? We can charge all these people a dollar or two dollars or three dollars or five dollars a day, or a, a passage to get to and from their houses. And if they don't pay, they can't go home or they can't get out. Mm. And so those people could make it very difficult. Now, I'm not saying that they would lock them in or anything like that. You could like include that. a contract. You could include stipulations with well, the... All you got to do is overbid them. Okay, you're, now you're talking about the auction thing. You're talking yeah. about auctions. Yeah. Yeah. So go I ahead mean, and go ahead and flesh I, out your I, auction idea because you know, we didn't give you a chance to. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about it is, is that you know when you start talking about side streets and roads on which people live, you know generally that's not going to represent a big money making opportunity to a corporation. So why would they bid on that? Hmm. You know the, the the larger roads are the ones they're going to they're going to bid on, and you know at that point. I think that, you know, there wouldn't be one or two road owners. I think there'd be hundreds or maybe even thousands. And I'm sure they they would uh, conglomerate or f- form a network kind of like Visa and MasterCard, you know, where, where you know, Visa's not issuing the card. The banks are. You know, so you would, you would subscribe at a lower fee, you know, that would be offset by advertising and, and business contributions to a network of roads. I don't think subscriptions uh, are really that easy to deal with when it comes oh, to the I think roads. That, I think that subscriptions are the way that it's, it would be going. You think so? I, I, I can't see how it would go any other way. I see that maybe they would go towards what you're talking about, but initially toll roads would be have to, you know, that's, that's, that's what's going to happen. And people don't like, like toll roads. What's that? You'd have a transponder in your car. Yep. You know, like so. And in, in so far as as, uh, as the, uh, the the side streets, everybody on the on the block would get together and pony up, and they would they would have an agreement where you know when you sell your house, the new owner gets the portion of that road, and and you would all be responsible for its upkeep, like a homeowner association type of thing. Right, and there'd have to be some sort of stipulation in there to where uh, the road owners could not restrict the other individuals in the neighborhood from passing through their sec- uh, their segment of the road. Well, they would be able to restrict people who don't live in the neighborhood. Sure. Those who live in the neighborhood, everybody, you know, if everybody would own it. Right, they should, they should have full access. I, I agree, and, and I think it'd be interesting to see the way it played out, whether it be the auction sort of idea or whether it be uh, the piecemeal sort of handing it out to the property owner's idea. It'd be interesting to see the way it turned out. 
I don't Which think that the toll situation is very plausible because then you've got to set up. Then what do you do about people coming into the area for the first time? Do you have like you're, a little a little toll booth where everybody has to go and sign up for their transponder if they want to come visit Keene, no, New Hampshire? No, there's. I mean, you can use a credit card to buy anywhere in the world. Why wouldn't your transponder be good anywhere in the world? On whatever network you're here on. Well, I don't know because. It, most uh, most places in the world are run by governments, and so... Well, this wouldn't be governments, though. You're proposing selling them off. Uh, yeah, but I'm talking realistically. It would only happen in a few areas first. Anyway, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. More on the way. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, packet8.net, toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. Dean here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system's there, over 210,000 posts, over 1,300 people interacting, lots to talk about, serious issues, fun stuff as well, all completely free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Tax day is tomorrow. Don't you wish you had known more about finances growing up? A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton shows kids how to grow up financially free, save early and often, and how to develop passive income streams, the key to financial freedom. The average college student graduates with $7,000 in credit card debt. That's no way to start a life. Buy them A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich at akidsjourney.com. That's akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. 800-657-5066. Let's go to the phones. Ladies first. April in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, April. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, you know, I'm listening to you. And Okay, so you got this uh, utopian libertarian society here where everybody owns the road in front of their house. And what you don't, I mean, the more that I hear of, the, the, of you guys talking, because you would have to come up with so many legal stipulations and contracts. Not really. Have you ever been in a gated neighborhood? Huh? Not really. Have you ever been in a gated neighborhood? Yes, but they're... They handle it just fine. But listen, listen, what if Joe down the street, who's smoking his medical marijuana, decides he doesn't want to clean the road, he he doesn't want to take care of the road in front of his house, and Mm -hmm. he ends up and there's a big hole in, in front of his house, and he doesn't want to take the money or the energy i mean well if you've got a contract create, with then him you're going to have to create p- police that would go around and cite no, these people no if you've got a contract with that guy that says he's supposed to maintain his road then you just take him to arbitration well what if he just told you to kiss his butt well then I mean, he'd then you know, he then I his mean, reputation rating would would uh, take a huge hit and then people would be less likely to want to deal with him in the future but a lot of people don't care about stuff like that. Well, then maybe you should move into a gated neighborhood where people do care. And the type of people who are, a lot of t- the type of people who are libertarians actually don't really care that much what other people think. And that's why they, you know, there are people, not libertarians specifically, but who have, say, big weeds in their yard. And, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, would every single neighborhood have to have some kind of contractual deal with the road i mean wouldn't this create actually because there would be sidewalks there would be roads there would be all these different things 
that you would actually be creating more government with this kind of a of a situation and more arbitration and more lawsuits and more uh, garbage than what we've got right now. No, that doesn't create more government. Uh, government at this point would be so small you'd barely be able to even find it. Uh, so no. Um, well, and, but, but okay. And so you know, if it's a problem, April. Go, if it's a problem, hold on a second. Community. Now you've you've been talking. Now now hold on. If you are worried about big weeds growing in somebody's lawn and you're worried about them not taking care of their road, then move into a gated neighborhood where everybody has very restrictive deed restrictions as to you know how their lawns are supposed to look and all those other sorts of things. You can move into that neighborhood, and I'll move into my free neighborhood. How about that? How about we all get to choose? Well, see, you're 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 missing the point that I'm trying to make. Okay. okay, what's that? What if we both live in the free neighborhood? Okay, you and I, we live on the same street, and we keep our road in front of our house maintained. But Joe down the street, he's not keeping his road in. I mean, so who, who's going to own the roads in these free neighborhoods where we live? I mean, do we own the roads, or do the does the government own the roads? Does the county own the well, roads? Well, I don't want the government to own the roads anymore. And what you're talking about is just my idea for getting the roads out of government's hands. As you heard Kurt in Michigan point out, he would like to auction off the roads to the highest bidder. That way, one person or one eight or what one group of people, whoever it is that won the auction, would own that entire strip of road. There would inevitably be some sort of contractual stipulations placed on the road within the sale of that road in order for them to uh, to keep okay. it up to well, what uh, if to par. Corporation then say buys Highway 93 out here running through Kalispell mm-hmm. and they and they charge us uh, 25 cents every time we get on it or whatever and they're supposed to maintain it. But what if they decided, well, you know, we really don't want to maintain it that well, and so they don't clean, you know, they don't ever get the snow off of it and they don't take. Well, you take another road then, wouldn't you? What was that? W- wouldn't you take another road then? If that were, if they were treating you like crap as a customer, wouldn't you go to the competition and take another well, road? Well, there's, there might not be, there might not be another road in a lot of areas. There are another roads. Well, available. Th- there certainly aren't other roads, but there wasn't another company to um, compete with Sears either. And then Walmart came along, and now Sears has been beaten down. I mean, I think competition would I come mean, into play. Have this same, but now, didn't we have this same problem with like PG and E and stuff in the past? You I'm know, not sure where, who PG and E is. There was only one. Well, there are a lot of places where there is only one big road. Like for instance, there are roads up here in Montana where there's only pretty much one road you can take to get to one place to mm-hmm. another. These big roads, what, and, and there's no other alternative. Right. And, and how, how would you? How would you? So what? You might have to go hundreds and hundreds of miles out of your way. Quick news flash. You, quick you news flash. Get, the road you're talking about was created by government. The situation we're in right now with the roads was created by government. If you don't and have another option, it's because government hasn't given it to you. If that road is turned over to a private owner, that private owner could only get away with so much before people started saying, hey, this guy's gouging us, or this guy's not clearing the snow fast enough. And so people would very quickly form another organization to uh, to compete with whoever it was that owned that road, and they'd build themselves another road somewhere else in order to compete with that person, and uh, they would... They would take rates. land away from somebody who had the land in order to put the road up. I mean, no. Where would they how get would they do that? They'd the have road. to buy them out. Now, um, April, before we go into this any farther, yeah, this... you know, you guys are creating. You would guys would create a bigger mess than we've already got. And let me tell you something. I agree Please. with you on a lot of things. Uh, uh, I see. Agree. Now, that's there's the point. That's the point that I want to make here, I real quick, April. Is the point is that I call this the third rail of libertarian politics for a reason. 
I would I would never suggest um, you know auctioning off these roads or anything like that. And when you say you guys, you're not talking about me. You're talking about Ian. Because all I ever have ever suggested is that we should have some fair um, system like gas tax to handle right. the roads. Some communist something, system. Something easy and simple that everybody right. can communism understand. Communism works with roads. Because um, people you know people just don't get it with roads, and it, you sort of you sort of lose them in the libertarian uh, um, education when you start talking about roads in this area. But what one thing that I'd like to make perfectly clear to you, April, is roads used to be um, all privately owned. And then governments saw what a good idea that would be to get their little fingers into them. And now, in the process, they charge us to build these things three or four times what they cost to build, because governments always do that. And Correct. They have, you know, I mean, it's completely inefficient. It's right. It's a completely inefficient process that they have. So government finds a, um, you know, government creates a problem. So they they went and bought the roads, and now we have a problem. So they create more government to solve the problem, and then they create more government to solve the problem. I mean, now we have. Go ahead. I think what you're missing is the type of government. I mean, obviously there are people in government who are good people. Who would not, but what we have allowed is we have allowed the criminals basically to take over our governmental Ooh. system. No, I'm and sorry. So, no, 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 uh, no. There may be people that work in government that are good. For instance, Mark's wife used to work for the government. That may be true. But the fact is they're working in a system that is funded and, uh, and set up through violence. So it doesn't matter that they're good people. It, the fact is there's power there, and that power will inevitably attract the bad ones. The good people are usually the low-level bureaucrats. It's the bad ones that move up in the upper echelons of administration and that sort of thing and set policy. Policy and everything, and you know, April. Just because you can't envision the way roads would work if the marketplace provided them, doesn't mean that the marketplace wouldn't be able to provide them affordably and sensibly. And thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's hard to vision envision this. I have a hard time with it. Third rail, third rail, libertarian keep politics. Repeating that, I, you know, that's fine. You can keep repeating that mantra, but we're going to keep talking about the issue because oh, people I, are going to keep bringing it up. I don't suggest that we stop talking about it, but I do suggest that libertarians not get um, bogged down on the right. road issues with people because it, all it does is confuse the crap out of them. Well, whatever. We're going to have to make it as less as uh, unconfusing as possible here. Gas tax. The idea that some private company is going to take over a road and then all of a sudden just stop taking care of it. <laughs> And uh, result in people careening off the road and dying and uh, starving to death as a result of them not being able to use the road is absolutely absurd. 800-259-9231. You bring up what you want. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and only moments remain. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll-free line. I said I had evidence that we had a lot of uh, work to do as far as Americans and educating them on the whole freedom issue. And I want to hold that evidence to tomorrow night because it's so extensive and interesting. Uh, we won't be able to do it justice because, I mean, the call's been rolling in. That's good because that's what Free Talk Live is all about is your phone call. So uh, we'll get to that. But just to tease you on it, uh, Americans... They want to tax the rich even more now than they ever have in the past, plus a striking number of Americans is now on the dole from the government. More than you might imagine. Take a quick guess, Mark. How many Americans are taking money from the government? Well, it's not exactly the dole, but 52%. You've seen the I have. I'm supposed to take a guess at it. Well, what am I, how am I going to guess when I know the answer? All right. Well, That'll we'll talk about lying. it tomorrow. 
All right. So, um, but we were talking about the roads thing, and you'd actually brought something up during the break that I thought deserved to be brought up on the air because April called in from Montana, freaking out about the the uh, possibility that an evil corporation would buy up a road and then not clear the snow off of it and charge way too much money so that everyone in Kalispell, Montana, and everyone else that was in this situation would starve to death um, or be careening off the road uh, on a snowy winter. So, uh, wh- how would the marketplace possibly handle this? Well, um, I, the, the, I, I, I try not to talk about this subject, but um, you know, when when you get into it, the government creates problems, and then it tries to solve them with more government, and then cre- um, creates more problems as a result, tries to solve them with more government, and that's how we have the big system that we have. I've suggested flying cars in the past, and you thought, oh no, they would fall into people's houses, and that would just well, be completely, we, we can't have that. I didn't said. say that we couldn't have it, or anything like that, I just don't like to get into it, because that's the immediately the next thing that people say. And I said, well, you know, the marketplace would come up well, with some sort of safety func- function to uh, to help prevent that. They have out there right now that you can buy. Right currently, now. Currently, they have out there these little lawnmower kind of uh, helicopters. Um, they're just little things. They're not really enclosed very much. I think right. one of them comes with a plastic tarp, kind of um, see-through plastic tarp that you can put around. The hobbyist to thing, keep, right? Yeah, to keep from dying. But they're essentially a helicopter that has two blades on top that, um, that uh, you know, uh, uh, it, it gets rid of the need of that little propeller thing on the back. I can't regulator. I don't know. I can't remember what that's called. The little th- the little propeller on the back of a helicopter kind of keeps it stable and everything. Right. That's what makes it so difficult to drive. To these, fly. These, well, right. whatever. Um, to fly these. Um, now, these helicopters with these double blades on top, they also have a regular, um, they have a propeller on the back, but it's spun so that it's propelling the vehicle. It's not stabilizing Got the it. vehicle. And they're remarkably easy to drive. You drive them with a stick. Really, uh, anybody can drive these mm-hmm. things. And um, helicopters have an advantage that, say, uh, a, you know, an airplane or the Molnar flying car that we've talked about in the past don't have, is that when a helicopter falls, it falls straight down like a rock. Yeah. Um, and in that process, air is passing through the propellers. So there's this last little bit of uh, you know, juice in them from the air coming through them that you can kind of that that you can put a computer um, in in the helicopter and they have these that'll catch it at the very end and slow the fall. Everything's going to wreck. The helicopter is going to be destroyed, but you'll probably survive. The chances are mm-hmm. better that you will survive because the helicopter has just been slowed near the bottom. Right. And the chances are better that you won't crash through somebody's roof like a meteorite. Um, I think it's brilliant. And this is something that already exists. Now, imagine now, these now, safety features taken out after a decade of, you know, Toyota jumping into the game, of uh, Nissan and uh, Dodge and all these other major manufacturers coming in and bringing their engineers to the table and figuring out ways to make these more effective and safer uh, safer um, vehicles. It, it, I guess vehicles, is that an even appropriate term? Now, if you can imagine, just for a second, take all the cars off the road that are uh, commuter cars, people, one or, uh, you know. And give them helicopters. There's one, pe- one person in the car. Give them helicopters. Let them fly around these little right. helicopters that I've just described. Let them fly around. Suddenly, the roads problem has pretty much solved itself. Yeah. And um, now, when you deregulate. Roads would have to be expanded ever again. When you deregulate roads um, like that, what you're also going to deregulate, um, because, you know, there's been a whole total shift in America's con- consciousness, is you're going to deregulate railroads. And then once you deregulate yeah. railroads, people are going to businesses are going to start getting it again as far as transporting things by rail. It's a lot 
cheaper, and a lot more uh, mm. efficient. Imagine the train pulling all those cars full of crap versus one semi pulling all, one car full of crap. Right. Um, the, the cars the on the train don't go even, everywhere right now, but they could they go do. to certain regions they and really then the semis could pick them up. Pretty much. I mean, they don't go every everywhere, but they go to, you know, pretty much every state has railroads. Right. Well, like in Florida, they only go down to uh, to Tampa. Well, that's so. because, that's because um, railroads were basically killed by the federal government because the federal government went into help, and you know what the Reagan's um, seven seven scariest words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. R- railroads were killed by government intervention. I think that's a pretty and cool uh, vision. Sarasota and Bradenton there. are basically new places. I like that vision of a, uh, of a marketplace mentality when it comes to transportation instead of this government-constricted, government-regulated situation that we have today. All right, let's go to the phones and talk to Eric in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Eric. Hey, guys. How's it going this evening? Great. What's on your mind? I just came across uh, a very stunning article from the Roanoke Times, uh, dated January 31st, 2006. Yes, and we mentioned it in the first hour of the program. Essentially, the uh, the government of Virginia rejected a. Uh, in fact, it was just even a subcommittee. They rejected a uh, a piece of legislation that would allow for the carrying of weapons. Was it on all college campuses or just Virginia um, Tech? Uh, all colleges in Virginia. Thank you. And did you happen to see the uh, quote from the Virginia Tech spokesman? Maybe, but you can read it for us. Uh, it says, the Virginia Tech spokesman, Larry Hinker, was happy to hear the bill was defeated. I'm sure the university community is appreciative of the General Assembly's uh, actions because this will help parents, students, faculty, and visitors feel safe on our campus. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, real safe. Eric, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231 to Gardner in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gard. Hey, guys, how's it going? Your voice is better this week, but you got stuck in traffic, I hear. <laughs> yeah, you talk about privatization of the roads. Uh, you know, we had all the storms around here, and I was trying to make it over to you guys uh, so I could join you tonight. And I've been listening on and off throughout the evening, and you've just been doing a fantastic job, a stellar job also with your callers on the uh, Virginia Tech gun issue. And I was going to mention uh, something that your last caller just brought up, so I won't even go into it because he's, he's, he did it and you guys already talked about it. But uh, talking about those roads, you mentioned your caller, April, uh, wondering about um, wouldn't, you know, what happens if a corporation would buy a road and then not let anybody on it. And <laughs> you've got to, you know, you just have to say to yourself, okay, you know, with that sort of a question, uh, you pose a question to a person like April or anybody else and say, well, how many instances have we had where corporations have bought and made large investments in things and then not tried to sell the product to people? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, obviously the corporation is in it to try to make money. They're going to try to address things as best as they, uh, as they can. And today I can't even tell you, trying to get over to you guys, the numbers of examples that I saw of waste inefficiency, and I don't want to be harshly critical of, of the highway department in New Hampshire or anything like that, but I know it would work better if we had private companies operating the roads. Of course it would. They'd have incentive for the first time ever. Yeah, and if people aren't aware, we've had some incredible flooding up here. They've got, you know, seven, eight inches of rain in New York. Uh, We got lucky here because there's not much flooding where I'm at. I haven't haven't seen much of it. And hopefully we'll see you next week, Guard. We're out of time. Thank you for the call, man. 800-259-9231. Let's try to get Joe in here uh, from, I think, Maine. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, you're on the air. What's on oh, your this mind? This is David in Manchester, Manchester, New Hampshire. David in Manchester. What's on your mind? Yeah, pretty good. Hey, um, uh, 
I don't know if you guys already talked about this, but I, and I remember seeing a link to this in one of the easings somewhere, but um, I couldn't remember where it was, so I brought it up. It was about the tax issue. Um, it, it states that um, this is from the it's called Closing the Gap. It's some center on budget and policy priorities, and um, it's a report based on an IRS report, and they state that when income is reported by a third-party usually an employer to the IRS, the compliance is generally over 90%. Okay, as far as 90% of employers are complying with that? No, um, taxpayers are paying the full tax debt. Okay. Um, When there is no no reporting from third party, um, the compliance drops, depending on the situation, from between 20 and 68%. So when um, so have, when employers collect, it's ninety percent compliance. When it's like independent contractors, it's twenty to sixty percent. A kind of it didn't use those terms, but it's when when it's re, when income is reported by a third party, usually that's an employer. But when it's say oh I don't know cash or independent contracting work where there's no reporting done by a third party, right? Essentially, the taxpayer has to screw himself honestly and report his own income. Right. The compliance rate drops noticeably. And, they, and they, they, I, think, I can't remember his name, Joe or something from Redden paid his taxes in 25 years. We're short on time, David. Is your point the, what, what is your point with this? You're just saying that people what don't want to pay? Tax rebellion's already going on, even if he pays. I mean, it's well on its way. Very so, good. Are you paying this year? Unfortunately, I, I am. I'm sorry. I, well, I'm not. I'm not filing. I'm not giving the company paperwork. But yeah, they know how much I make. I got you. So they're they've already taken it. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I have an employer. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. We are done for tonight. It's been Ian here with you and Mark. The really bad news about Americans and their mindset coming up tomorrow night. We'll start the show with it. Your calls as well. We'll see you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.